You are tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown, the official podcast for the Atlanta Realtors. We're here to keep you updated with the latest trends, topics, and keep you in the know of our ever-changing Atlanta market. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. I'm Matt LaMarche, your host for this very special episode. I probably say I'm super excited about every guest, <laughs> but I have to tell you, I am beyond excited today because we are bringing you someone that I've gotten to know through Clubhouse and Instagram and Snapchat. and I mean, pretty much every app out there uh, for a little while from a distance and now a little bit closer. Um, but I'm super excited for today's conversation. I think a lot of people are going to take away a ton of notes and a ton of actionable stuff actually because you know we talk a lot in real estate about like theory and what might work if we tried it a certain way but very 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 rarely does someone come along that can you know very directly give us actionable items to take away uh for our business so without further ado let's introduce you to our guest barb betts our guest today is a successful real estate agent uh broker ceo national keynote speaker and of course we could not forget social media guru as well <laughs> she owns a brokerage in southern california with her husband which I think is super cool. And we're definitely going to talk more about relationships and relationship selling today. But uh, without further ado, Barb, thank you so much, so much for doing this today. I really appreciate your time. I know and I see because of social media how busy you are. So thank you so much for taking just a couple quick minutes here with us uh, to share your expertise. And honestly, I was just telling you kind of before we got started here, listening to your podcast is I think really cool because you've taken something that you know that people know you for and you've really kind of made it your own and in our business we all know there's a lot of different little niches and stuff that we can serve but this is one thing that i think every real estate agent and honestly even for the the clients that we serve the consumers that listen to this podcast here in atlanta are going to get a ton of value from so first and foremost thank you but secondly did i miss anything there is there anything else we need to cover no no but the, all joking aside thank you for having me here you know i am a all about relationships and it's not just about my clients it's also the other realtors that we meet throughout this amazing you know community we have of real estate professionals in the united states and canada and beyond and so i'm just extremely grateful to be here i love it i love it so tell us a little bit about the podcast too real quick before we get too deep into how you got started in real estate how you started developing this niche for you um, why relationships matter, all of that stuff. And to your point, in a lot of different categories, talk to us a little bit about the podcast. Where did that come from? Obviously, it's a lot of work to create a podcast, but yeah. you know, where did that kind of stem from? So the podcast stemmed from actually starting out with, I cannot remember what they were called now. Do you remember the little Alexa, little... Uh, sound bites you could do that you programmed mm -hmm. into Alexa and you said, Hey, Alexa, I think it was briefings, right? Yeah. Or skills. Yeah. Depending yeah. on you know, what so, you're looking for. Yep. And so I started doing those way back in the day and those were exhausting and you had to have one ready for every day. And if you didn't, the same one played for every day going forward. And I just thought, Oh, but it also showed me the power of audible learning and knowledge. Right. And so right when kind of podcasting was starting to take off, I thought, this would be a great way to get this message out to as many realtors as I possibly could or real estate professionals. Um, at that time, video wasn't like it is now. We didn't have all the fancy cameras and equipment we have now. So I thought, 
let's give it a shot. And um, it has been awesome. And I wanted to do around a topic that I loved and I'm passionate about, which is where real estate by relationship came from. Um, and quite frankly, I'm not as consistent as I would love to be with it. And it's something I need to get back to because every single week I get the email from the host and it tells me the hundreds of thousands of downloads I'm getting every week. And so it's like this content's needed. And so, um, I love it. I love the way I can connect through it and share and teach other um, agents, you know, how to do what I do. And then, you know, again, it's all about the relationships that you end up building along the way, the connections, the social media following and all that comes from ultimately the podcast. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, and, and, you know, that's something that everyone struggles with, right? Like no matter what small business you're in, whether you're a real estate agent or not, you know, especially speaking to our consumers, I think some of them see content and are like, you know, it's hard to keep, it's a full-time job first and foremost, <laughs> like yeah. trying to build a consistent anything is yep. a hard work, but um, you know, I think you're exactly right. And it's honestly why I wanted to bring you on and talk about this. Cause I think again, every agent, no matter what niche, no matter what demographic, they can learn something about relationship building here um, and really take, I think, again, practical and tactical things. And especially, I mean, we're recording this in late September. It's going to come out towards the end of the year where a lot of people are looking at next year going, where's my next deal coming from? <laughs> where, where is the volume this year? And especially in a shifting market, you know, that that's really, really important. So before we go any deeper, let's just define relationship selling first and foremost. So relationship selling is a technique by which a sales agent or representative or broker, whatever you are, uh, prioritizes their connection, their relationship with the customer over their own priorities, over their own desires, over the any other aspect of the sale. So regardless of price point, regardless of how long you've known someone, you could you could have an hour long relationship or you could have a 10 year relationship. All of these things are the, basically equal when we talk about relationship selling. I'd love to hear your definition though. How do you communicate it to your clients, to your team members? Um, you've talked a little bit about establishing relationships I know in the past, but yeah. to you, what does this all mean? So relationship selling to me is, is one fundamental and you, you said it in the general definition, it's putting the relationship before the transaction, right? It's caring about the person you're serving more than the commission check you're receiving. The second thing I always say with regards to relationship selling, which is really hard for realtors to wrap their head around. And once they wrap their head around it, they understand like, okay, I can do this is relationship selling. Isn't about just selling to the people in your database or your sphere of influence, right? That is the foundation of your business. That is your target market. That is your audience. But in relationship selling, you're not selling to that person. You're selling through them. Mm -hmm. and that's the biggest mindset shift that realtors have to make. It's not about your database. It's about who they know. Because your database isn't going to buy and sell real estate as often as you need them to in order to do the business you want to do. Right. And you can tell me, oh, but my database is 10,000. Well, then that's not a database. That's a mailing list, right? <laughs> right? A database, first and foremost, is a list of relationships and you don't have relationships with 10,000 people. And so it's not about the person in your database or your sphere. It's about who they know. Mm -hmm. And so that has always been my foundational mindset about working relationally. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's great too, because you're exactly right. I mean, I've, I've heard agents brag about, you know, thousands and thousands of people in their database. And to your point, and I, and I love, I think Gary V talks about this. Like I know a hundred, 150 people really, really well. I know like 1500 people kind of on an acquaintance, you know, more or less basis, but I'm born and raised here in Atlanta. So I know a ton of people all over Atlanta that don't even know me. So there's probably 10 or 15,000 people out there that kind of sort of remember that name somewhere way, way back when, but I think you're so right. But the good news here is, and we've talked a lot about this on this podcast is that you can build a wonderful business with 150 people in your database with 250 people in your it doesn't have to be this big thing and i love how you mentioned selling through that database because i believe that you're exactly right and it's really hard to build a sustainable and manageable business on you know 10 15 20 people right so my real next question here because you kind of answered both sides a little bit here but for the consumers that are listening um how do they spot the the fakers, if you will? <laughs> because I, I know we get a bad rap. We're, we're like one step, a half step above used car sales. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So what, can, what can consumers do? What questions can they ask? What's your opinion or, or viewpoint, your perspective as a consumer? Because I'm always trying to flip this around and get inside their head and understand the line of questioning. How do I find someone that I can trust? Yeah. So, and that's real key. You said it, right? It's about know, like, and trust. It's about finding finding someone you know, or that someone in your world knows already, right? And you like them, and ultimately you trust them. I always say when you when when we as realtors receive a referral, right? A, a client calls us and says, "Hey, my neighbor, my cousin, my coworker needs to buy or sell real estate or needs advice." That person that's calling you with the referral is trans transferring their trust with that person into you, right? Their neighbor or their cousin or their friend trusts them and they trust you and they're transferring that trust to you. Mm -hmm. And that's really, really important. And so for the consumers, the first thing is you gotta, you gotta get to someone you can trust. And I can promise you just calling the so-called neighborhood expert Oh, by the way, we should tell all the consumers out there, there is no neighborhood expert title given out by any authority in real estate. <laughs> Realtors name themselves think, name themselves all the time. So please don't rely on a title that a realtor has given themselves. So that's number one. Number two is most importantly is don't, you know, when someone comes into your home, if you don't already have some kind of preconceived or pre- Emptive uh, information about them, knowledge about them. Somebody has said, hey, I've used this person before. You're going in blind and you better have a really strong list of questions and a really strong list of um, ways for you as a consumer to figure out, can I trust this person? Like there's some hard questions you're going to have to ask. And I honestly don't know how to ask those questions because I go in by referral and everyone already has that basis of trust with me, right? So um, when you can find someone that you already have that basis of trust with, then you have this feeling of they're being honest with me from moment one, right? Matt wouldn't refer me to someone who's going to not tell me the truth. Matt wouldn't refer me to someone who isn't going to do a great job for me. And so to the consumer, I would never 
hire someone at our level, right? With the with the amount of um, legalities that we have in our transaction, with the amount of financial implications in what we do, right? This isn't like just saying, who can come detail my car? <laughs> this is a whole nother level of transaction. And so um, I think that for the consumer, getting a referral to someone you can trust and getting maybe one or two that you can interview is extremely important. As far as picking out and how to identify the um, possible untrustworthy ones, I would say is if you have an agent sitting in front of you, especially in this market, okay, so let's talk about tail end of 2022 going into 2023. If you have a realtor sitting in front of you and they are telling you everything you want to hear, that's probably a red flag. Hmm. Because nine out of 10 times on an appointment, I'm sure Matt, you can agree, we have to ouch the seller <laughs> nicely or buyer, right? And lay it, let, let them understand the reality of our market. And so if someone's just telling you everything you want to hear agrees with everything you think about your home, that should, probably should be a red flag. Yeah, no, you're so right. And I, I use that line. That's actually one of the very first lines that I use in my listing and my buyer consultation. <laughs> Let's set some really good expectations, Absolutely. but just, just so you know, I would rather disappoint you in this 20 or 30 minute meeting yes. than 30 days or 90 days from now when we can't find you a house, yep. Yep. we can't get our offer accepted, we aren't getting showings, we aren't getting any yep. offers. Like, a thousand percent. I, this, 20, this 20 minutes is going to be a waste if yes. I don't communicate that, honestly. And, yeah. and I love that. I, I think you're so right. I think you're so right. And, and honestly, if you are hearing everything that you want to hear, you should something should go off in your brain and go... Is it yeah. really honky dory? Is everyone yeah. too good to be too good to be true? Is usually too good to be true. Right. That's you know, exactly uh, right. the thing is there for a reason. <laughs> no, you're so right. You're so right. Um, well, so kind of shifting gears a little bit here. Um, you know, obviously, when we talk about relationships and we talk about relationship selling, I think one of the biggest hurdles that most agents, and I, I talk to a lot of new agents, especially, that kind of build this thing up in their mind, referrals, right? So you mentioned working through people because I think NAR just posted something that said 13 years is now the new average. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like right there. I'm like 11, 12, 13 years in my current home. And we've told people we're not moving for 20 years. Yeah. And everyone laughed at us and was like, no, nah, you'll never, you'll move every six or seven years like everyone else does. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so now that that average, you know, prior to COVID and everything was like six, seven, eight years. Now it's 13. I think that they build this up in their mind as how do I ask my my past clients, my current clients for referrals? How mm -hmm. do I convert these past people and, and you know, um, evangelists, if you will, to go out and evangelize how great Barb is and how great Matt is and how great I am yeah. to get more business um, and build that sustainable, growing, uh, manageable organization? Yeah. So, uh, well, the first trick is, and this is where everyone needs to take a deep breath on the real estate side that's listening is the first trick is stop asking for referrals. Mm. Um, my personal opinion is the word referral is overdone in our industry. It's overdone in our side of the sales world. Um, and the re real reality is your clients don't know how to refer you. They don't even know what a referral really is. The other thing you got to be super careful is, is referrals come with the connotation and we all have to be careful of violating RESPA, right? That 
you can't promise anything for the business you're receiving, right? You can thank people and you can reward people, but you can't promise anything. And I don't know about you, but my dentist, when I refer him, he gives me a hundred dollars off my next cleaning. Right. When I refer a functional wellness doctor I use, she gives me a hundred dollars off my next appointment. So they can do that. We cannot. And mm -hmm. so I stopped using the word referral about probably six or seven years ago. Hmm. And I decided, you know what, what am I really looking for? What I'm really looking for is an introduction. That's what I'm looking for. I'm yep. looking for Matt, the consumer, to introduce me to his friends and family who either need real estate advice or have real estate questions or have a need to transact real estate. That's what I'm looking for. Or I'm looking for Matt to connect me with his database and his or his sphere, right? Yeah. So I thought, let's stop asking for the referral because now we all know internally we call it referrals. And when Matt calls me for with a referral for Long Beach, California, he's calling me and say, Hey, Barb, I got a referral for you, but we speak shop talk to each other. Right. 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 And so I, I started to say, Hey Matt, you know, the market is transitioning right now. The market is, it, it's confusing. I know there's a ton of questions out there. Hey Matt, when you come across a friend, family or colleague, who has a question about real estate, can you do me a favor and introduce me to them? I'd love to answer their questions or be a resource to them. Hmm. What ended up happening was we're getting many, many, many more referrals. Why? Because it's so much easier for your friend or family member to simply connect you in a text message, a Facebook message, an email, or introduce you. And it doesn't feel icky because what was happening to me is people would tell me, oh, I'd call them, I'd thank them for the referral and be like, oh, Matt, I'm so, so glad you referred you know, your neighbor Dan to me. And he's like, oh my God, I told Dan about you like six months ago, but he wasn't ready yet. <laughs> well, that's the thing, friends. We want to know about Dan six months ago when he wasn't ready yet, mm -hmm. because Dan probably had a lot of questions in the last six months that you could have answered and deepened that relationship with Dan. Yeah. And so that's been my trick. And that's my best piece of advice is words matter and we need to change the way we're asking for business. I love it. Yeah, no, that's so true. And I think the connection piece, because, you know, we're small business owners and, and I know you and I have talked a lot about um, other agents, like connecting with other agents, building referral networks that way, because again, we talk shop, yep. but building connections too, because, you know, to me, and this was one of the reasons I love to hear you speak on Clubhouse, because I felt like you and I were wired the exact same yeah. way where... Yeah. It was a connection. It was, I got to go super deep with someone in our relationship very, very early on. And I knew exactly who they were. I could, yeah. I could read between the lines, so to speak, mm -hmm. and really find out more about them, how they run their business. If they have systems in place, do they have, you know, are they really going to truly represent me and my clients? Like I represent me and my clients. And so Absolutely. that really was a, an accelerated learning process, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I think podcasts, I think videos, all of this stuff basically gets you to the same outcome, right? Yeah. Um, and I definitely want to go super deep on social in just a moment here, but just one other kind of bent on this as well. Um, you know, I always, I always love to like leave people with a resource or something else to kind of, kind of continue the conversation more or less here. Right. And I just went through the seven levels of communication, which I'm sure you've touched on or read at some point. Um, but what you just mentioned there about this triangle, right. Of Barb, Matt, and Dan, yeah. um, I think that's so important. And a lot of my clients are small business owners. So bringing them additional business, bringing them additional connections. Yeah. 
helps them build their referral system as well. So, so the normal consumer out there that's, you know, maybe they're part of a larger organization. Uh, Maybe they're part of, you know, maybe they can support small businesses, but they aren't necessarily part of a small business themselves for the consumer side of things. Anything you can recommend for if they've had great service from a real estate agent or a realtor, um, is there anything that we can recommend to them to kind of take the next step? with that relationship? Yeah, that's that's a great question, as a matter of fact. Um, it, re- it really does come, ba- come down to don't be afraid to share us, right? We we are a anybody, financial advisors, even doctors, um, lawyers, we're all, at the end of the day, commission-based, lead-based. We don't have a guaranteed salary, you know, typically. And so don't forget about all your small businesses and sharing them with others. Um, Don't be afraid when you hear, so in the real estate world, don't be afraid when you hear that colleague complaining about the tax return they just paid um, or that their rent's gone up 30% in the last year. Don't be afraid to say, hey, do you need a good real estate connection? I've got a great realtor. Maybe they can just be a resource to you. Mm -hmm. We're not always looking for the transaction. I think that's one of the biggest things that consumers need to hear is that, It's not about someone needing to buy or sell right now. Hmm. It's about being a resource for them when they're ready to transact real estate. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to share your small business community with your friends and family. It doesn't just have to be, I called you and asked you for something. You know, it's really, really great when we just get a random phone call and we haven't heard from you in a bit and you've got, you know, a piece of business for us or or a new relationship. So. Hmm. You know, keeping us top of mind. And then the other thing I know we're going to chat about social media is share is share share what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. When my clients take the time when I do a first time home buyer tip on social social or I just talked about the new FHA, you know, rental income guidelines um, just last week. And I had a friend send that to another friend who she knows is a first time home buyer struggling to to, you know, get into the market. That's very helpful as well. Like take what we're doing already through marketing to you and share it with others. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think you're right. I think, again, most realtors, most real estate agents get the bad rap of they're just looking for that next commission. They're just looking for that next transaction. And let's just call a spade a spade. We have families to feed. <laughs> we Absolutely. have you know, things going on. But at the end of the day, I think you're exactly right. And, and honestly, consumers are super smart now. I think, you know, a lot of agents don't give them enough credit that they can't smoke out who these people are. But at the same time, they also can find the person that they can know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a perfect segue, obviously, to talk all things social media. So talk to us a little bit about your social strategy. I mean, obviously, I got to believe building relationships, you do a lot of face to face, you're doing a lot of client events and stuff where you're getting, you know, belly to belly, so to speak, right. But social media, and especially over the last two and two and a half years here has really exploded. And a lot of things have changed, obviously. But um, I think now more than ever, social media is really almost the continuation of the reputation, the belly to belly relationship. So talk to us a little bit about your belly to belly, how you've got, how you've taken folks from that, you know, we know, like, and trust each other in real life to now they follow me on Instagram and they yes. see my videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I think that's a really important jump for a lot of people. It is. And I'll tell you, social media is the biggest gift that's ever been given to real estate. Mm. I mean, for the most part, it's free and everything I do, none of it is paid. My 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 uh, consumer facing content and my deepening of relationships 
is all free. I don't pay for any of it. And so, um, you, it's too late to not be a part of it. It's too late to not make it a focus of your business. And, um, the biggest reason is that, or the biggest, um, goal, not goal, the, the number one focus of mine on social media every single day is to create conversations. Hmm. Conversations lead to relationships, relationships lead to trust, trust leads to referrals. Like it is a, there's a definitive line between what you do on social media and the end result of getting repeat and referral business, because I don't know another way out there to be able to talk to as many people as I talk to on a daily basis by broadcasting. And remember, social media is broadcasting. It's putting it out to a mass amount of people. Um, my number one tool, and I know you use it a ton as well, is stories. So if you're working relationally, number one, you want your profiles to be public so everyone can find you. I know that's hard to hear, but they got to be public. They got to be able to find you. They got to be able to see you. Number two, you want to use stories on a daily basis to broadcast your message. It will create conversations you never could imagine. And stories are for the people you already know. Stories are for your followers. Stories are for your database. Um, and every day I spend hours in the DMs of Instagram talking to clients and in Facebook Messenger. And it's no different than if I was texting them. But I can tell you right now, those 10 or 15 people I talk to every day in my DMs, I never would have gotten on the phone to have that same conversation in the same day. <laughs> so true. Not going to happen. So Not true. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you get your screen time, right? Like, just like everyone does every week. Yeah. And you're like, 15%. I didn't think I had 15%. <laughs> How is that possible? But you're right. And, and I love that. And, you know, like we mentioned earlier, getting inside the consumer mindset, I ask all of my friends and anytime we're, you know, out of dinner or whatever, I'm like, let me see your phone real quick. And I pull up their screen time and I see the three or four apps. And this sounds super creepy, by the way, but I have no problem, no shame in my game. Yeah. Right. But even younger, younger people, right? Because I'm 40. So I want to know what 30 year olds are doing. I want to know where their attention is. I want to know where they're going. I want to know the sites that they're spending time on. Because to me, that's really valuable it gives me insight as to where they do spend their time. Where do I need to produce content? Where yeah. do I need to put my stuff? Um, so I think that's a really, really good point. Any advice for, you know, especially for our new agents, I know over the last three or four years here, we've seen an explosion in Atlanta of realtors, and I think really wow. all over the country at now 1.3 or 1.5 million yeah. um, 1. <laughs> or one six. So for the new realtors out there that are maybe worried about um, I've never done social media before, I've never run our business before, yeah. where do I start with social? What would be your two or three tips for them? to get started. There's a space for everybody. There's a space for, there's a little social media space for everybody out there. So the first thing, first and foremost, is you have to, you know, I, two things. One, if you ever heard the saying to be a good friend, you are to have friends, you have to be a good friend, Absolutely. right? So to have followers, you have to be a good follower. But the first thing you need is followers. So the first thing I want you to do is print out your database or your list of relationships, your sphere of influence, and you need to go find every single one of them on social and follow them. And guess what? 99% of the time, they're going to follow you back. So when people say, I don't know how to find my clients on social, yes, you do. You just haven't looked hard enough yet, right? Or you haven't asked. <laughs> right? Or you know a mutual friend that knows them. Go to that mutual friend, look up their followers, find their handle, right? Reach out and follow everyone you know. No, everyone. There's so much power in being connected to your list of relationships on social media. So you've got to follow everyone. And then you have to rip the Band-Aid off and start creating content. 
And creating content is as simple as documenting your day on stories. Post three to five times a week, minimum of three, try to get to five if you can. You've got to put content out there. It has to be about you and not about what you do or what you sell. Stop doing just listed and just sold posts. Nobody cares. The just listed and just sold posts, friends, are for the seller to market the property. You do need to do those. Right. But you need to do them in a way that's actually going to find a buyer or seller, right. not just to your database, right? That's not going to work. Uh, so put out content that's about you. People want to relate to you. People want to see the authentic side of you. Rip the Band-Aid off. Get yourself on stories. Document your day from beginning to end. Just think, set an alarm every hour, go on stories and talk about what you're doing. Hmm. You probably think, oh my God, that's going to be so incredibly boring. No, it's not. I promise you, you're doing a lot of cool stuff during the day that your clients are actually really interested in. Mm -hmm. Use stories to answer the questions that you know the clients are sitting there thinking. Right? How do I buy a home when interest rates are 7%? What if I, the affordability is gone? It, are prices ever going to come down? Like all the things people are asking right now, you can say the answer on social media, right? Right now. And then yeah. the last thing is if you want a good following on social media, you have to, number one thing every day needs to be engagement, right? It needs to be that you actually are showing that you care about these people that you're trying to get business from. You've got to go engage on their posts. You've got to comment. You've got to follow up. You've got to send them DMs. You've got to answer their stories. It's a two-way street. Our good friend, Chelsea Pites, I know Matt, you know her very well as well. Like she says, more commenting, less contenting. Now you're like, Barb, you just told me to put out content and I have to comment. Yeah, you got to do it both. Both. But commenting is more important than contenting because again, commenting is making it about them. Contenting is making it about you. Mm-hmm. Well, and a good filter to kind of put that through too, because uh, I think about this a lot and, and you're right. They're just sold, they're just listed. Those are great for the purpose of selling the home. Exactly. And I was even explaining to someone today, and this is the filter I kind of look through is what I call my entire database and say, Hey, I just sold a house. No, probably not. Right. Like I try to treat, especially Instagram stories. And I love that you use that as the platform, because to me, that's like the behind the scenes. That's the good stuff that, you know, we talk about how hard we work. Well, are you really working that hard? Like, tell me what you just did to work so hard. Right. Um, and, and I love that because I think that people, and, and obviously there's a lot of showmanship that goes along with social media as well, but when you do it day in and day out and day in and day out, you can't really fake that anymore. And especially through stories, you know, if you're doing them live, at least obviously you can use pre-recorded video and stuff, but if I show a video of a house that I'm in and I'm previewing for a client, I'm there then, I'm in the house right then exactly. that moment. And yep. if I do that 10 times a day for 50 days in a row, you're like, God, this guy is working his butt off. Absolutely, so, absolutely. There's so much you can show off on stories. And the next question I always get asked is, you know, stories are reels. Well, there's a real mm-hmm. simple answer there. Stories are for the people you already know. Reels are for the people you don't know yet. Mm-hmm. And reels are, if you want the fastest way to growth and engagement, then definitely do reels. But if I were working a relationship-based business and I was just starting out on social media, before you go down the rabbit trail of reels, because they're going to overwhelm you and they're going to probably frustrate you to where you're just going to throw your phone out the door, is start with stories because all you have to do is press that little button in the middle of your phone and look at the camera and start talking. Yeah. 
So true. So true. And I know a lot of people get, I mean, we mentioned consistent consistency earlier. I know a lot of people get frustrated when they don't see the traction, when they don't see the results and they don't see the likes. It's not about that. That's a, it's not about that. And that's a really great point. So remember the algorithms reward relationships. Mm -hmm. And this is probably the biggest key to working relationally on social Mm -hmm. is the more that I engage with the people I want the business from and the more they follow me back, which they will, the more Instagram and Facebook are gonna serve us up to each other. That's secretly how the algorithm works. And so I always say people care about the personal and then they're gonna hear the real estate. And what I mean by that is tonight, if I show a bottle of wine that my husband and I are drinking, that has nothing to do with real estate. I'm gonna get a bunch of DMs about, is that good? Where'd you get it? What does it taste like? I didn't know you love cab, all the things. <laughs> right? Nothing to do with real estate. But yep. tomorrow morning, when I talk about the first time homebuyer program, all the people that engaged last night about the wine are going to hear the real estate. And then they're going to go to their office and hear their friends complaining about their realtor or complaining about the interest rates or complaining about they can't find a home. And that friend that talked to you about wine two nights ago is going to hopefully share you with whoever they're speaking to. And that's the secret to Instagram. And, so and- yeah, no, it's so true. And, and you're right. It's, you know, people always complain about social media. I find people complain about social media, but it gives you exactly what you're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> the, problem, the problem with social and I is, is no one's typically going to call you and say, my friend referred, referred you to me because um, they saw you on social. That's right. not usually what they say in the referral. And these are all about the compounding effect, the layering effect, call it whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. No one act got you a transaction. No one one act typically got you a lead or a referral. It's been some compounding effect over time. 100%. And that's such a, that's the perfect way to end it, honestly. (laughs) Um, Well, Barbara, again, I I just, I can't thank you enough for taking the time uh, today to to pour in, if you will. Um, Anything else that you want to leave us with, but also any other resources, if people have loved this episode, want to kind of follow up with you, maybe send you a note or an email or a text or a Instagram DM, whatever, where do you yeah, want them? To I'm go? pretty easy to find out there on social media and all my contact information's out there, but the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. It's at Barb Betts, B-A-R-B-B-E-T-T-S. I am on Facebook. Um, I have a relationship-based academy. I have a bunch of other training programs and the podcast. So connect and pour in however you want. And um, I love new friends. So let's get to know each other. I love it so much. Thank you so much again for your time. And we hope you all enjoyed this episode of the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to the Atlanta Realtors Rundown. Please subscribe. And for more information on how to get engaged, check us out at atlantarealtors.com. We look forward to having you join us for the next episode.